1: This is the pouring voice of your local announcer. And despite the rain today, I'm prepared uh, so that we can get together and uh, trade back and forth and and over uh, food and lunch and dinner and just all the snacks that we have in between. All of this comes to you from us over here at 105.3 FM HD 2.0 and it's the food show it's simple as that we have been uh, doing our program for 31 or 32 who knows who keeps track of that uh, well we we do have um, we do have uh, uh, our <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it's uh, mary anne is I here i like when i was sitting there watching you okay. wait i, I yeah. yeah. you have to get you have to get close in there a little yeah yeah been fiddling with No, here. no, I never play with that. Are you sure? No, you can fix it any way you want. You okay. wanna fix it's anyway. it's but it's over here. That, no, I yeah, I know that. Okay. Buttons All buttons. right. Anyway, um, you know those little
2: old fashioned motorcycles? Wait, yeah, we've got to get you a little closer. Those old fashioned motorcycles? The old fashioned motorcycles. Yeah, much better. Yeah.
1: Okay, can he can he be hurt? Where,
2: where where you're we have a motorcycle, yeah. and then okay, you have we have a little sidecar that the person rides in. That's what I right. just had an image of myself as being. Although really, it's kind of the other way
1: around. So, do Do you know there is actually a, a cocktail that was the first cocktail I ever ate in my life by that name?
2: A sidecar.
1: A sidecar.
2: Is that what it is? Is that's it exactly what called it a side? Not the cocktail, but is that what the motorcycle thing is? It's called a uh, sidecar. A, a
1: sidecar. Yeah. And then you've got the guy driving the right. motorcycle, and then this little sidecar right. on the side. That's uh, how. Except that
2: that I would be. never drive with you. So you
1: would never drive with me. No, I would never drive. It with will me. never come up for you.
2: I know. My darling? Because
1: the, the last person I want to be seen on a, you know, sh- sidecar would be would be well, right. various members of your family.
2: I have no idea what you're saying, but anyway. I don't know. 2606368 is the first of many times I feel like I'll be saying that this uh this day. Today, Should we
1: look up the uh, sidecar to see exactly can what it is? look up the
2: sidecar. You know, today the Guggenheim opened. The 60 Guggenheim? Years ago. This is this is the, actually, no, it's, is it, it's the, it's this I'm trying to decide. I think it's the 50th. It's the 50th anniversary of the opening of the Guggenheim. Oh,
1: you know, in, in, right. uh, in D.C.? New York City. New York City. Okay. No, the Are round you? one. The oh, round uh-huh. one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I the know. very
2: distinctive round one. Yes, open today in New York City. Right. Anyway. and uh, did you go? I, I actually, I don't think I've ever been to that museum. I've been to the Metropolitan Museum, and that may maybe the natural history, but that's it in New York. I don't go to New York very much. I don't like it me neither not my not it's not my kind of town my anyway and I, and I realize that's blasphemous. <clears throat> there are people who absolutely love New York, but I am not one of them. Nola open today. Nola did Nola emeralds Nola oh, oh that's right uh, open today.
1: Yeah, uh, going back uh, quite a ways. I
2: didn't realize that's the origin of Hisham. I didn't Hisham,
1: uh, Hisham had several buildings around town. Was it
2: Hisham's building? Did uh, Hisham in, in the, the case, building? Is in that in, how they teamed up?
1: In the case of uh, Mola. Of I'm Nola? sorry, Mola. Excuse me, Loma. No, nope. that's not. Nope, nope. I'll get it uh, sooner or later. Mola. Uh, anyway. Just let me but say But the it, restaurant. Nola. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> Uh, wait, finish up what you were about to say. I, I interrupted is there, you. Is had. there
2: a caller or is Doug just yeah, yelling it's, at uh, us? Yeah, Greg is here. <laughs> okay. I know. Okay. Hi, Greg.
1: Hi, Greg. Actually, it's Gregory. Okay, Gregory. Gregory you're so welcome early to today. our huge I mean, show. I mean, the food show. you the thing. I said the same thing.
3: have been chomping at the bit all weekend,
2: I presume.
3: I've been chomping at the bit. Last Friday, you know, we became an actual same day, and I wanted to. Speak more on champagne and what a great weekend we had with champagnes um And it's coming to that time of year, you know, where well, everybody you know, likes their didn't publish. say
2: nearly enough about champagne last no, Friday. Didn't.
3: And uh, I tried to, you know, me, I know the rule you can't call back. And uh, I didn't stay on the phone long enough because he always tells me that, all right, well, that's enough of you, so go. And then we have to listen to Stephen. Oh, God. Anyway, um, <laughs>
2: You know the kooky no, oyster. The that's cookie. the
1: last thing I need is two different uh listeners attacking at each, each other. other. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. uh you know, we don't that we don't need yeah. that.
2: Uh please.
3: That that was a joke. That was a joke. I know
1: I mean, it was even- a joke,
3: but I actually but, um, enjoy his calls. He's very informative. I think Stephen and, uh, would
2: appreciate that. Stephen would like it I know
1: to, that. I know that.
3: I liked his idea you. several weeks ago. You ought to get all the regular callers and get us to an e-club. uh, <laughs> so uh Okay. Uh-huh.
1: okay. Well, you know, we have a uh, couple
3: other things. Monday's yeah. my day off. I'm off on Sundays and Mondays. And I went to Fury's yeah. today. And, you yeah. know, even though it was a rainy, gloomy day in old New Orleans, I did the fried chicken and red beans and rice. And Sam Fitzmaurice, you were spot on with that dish. That's one of the yeah. best yeah, red good. beans and rice in the city. i yep, got to say, of you know, people put out a good uh, – and, I, oh, I started with a shrimp remolade. And when they – it's almost like the one you get at on um, Mandina's. It's so big, <laughs> but, but it's so delicious.
1: Yeah, so it's I good to have uh, a good shrimp is
2: a neighborhood cafe, if there ever was one.
3: Yep, And just it terrific is. people. Staff is terrific, and, you know – it's just good to be back in Metairie. Sometimes, you know,
2: and yeah. even
3: though it was rainy, I was, I, I've, I've been very happy. With um, rainy? Even, even though, though it brainy.
1: was raining. Oh, raining! I'm sorry. Raining,
3: raining, Tom. Gotcha. Sorry. Yeah. I hope Tom still likes me, Marianne. I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I don't worry, I worry about it.
1: I haven't <laughs> thought about it at all, frankly.
3: Is, uh, well, listen, the it, doesn't, going...
2: it doesn't trouble me. Go ahead.
3: What? Well, going back to. Going back to champagne and sparkling wines, um, there is none better than Dom Louis Nott. I believe that's the best champagne I've ever come across, and I've had quite a few. I would also say that anything put out by um, uh, yes, Paul Roger, for example, yeah. the Cuvée, Church, Cuvée Churchill, who that was his favorite. It's also the favorite of the uh, House of Windsor, which, you know, who those, those guys are. Well, that's good um, enough
2: for me. I heard yeah. once.
3: Uh,
1: I heard yeah. once uh, a story about uh, Winston Churchill. Uh, after after World War Two had kind of cleared out, you know, just, mm-hmm. ne- never did Pretty quite. Anyway, uh, he sent a, a, a message to the uh, the creator of oh gosh, what's the name of this? It was one one of the. It's the, it's the champagne that has Winston Churchill on its label. It's Paul Roger. Yeah, Paul Roger. Paul thank Roger. you very, very much. Anyway, Roosevelt, uh, uh, Roosevelt where did he come from? Uh, no,
3: no, the, Churchill. You're talking about Churchill?
1: Churchill. Churchill uh, sent a message, and uh, he said, I'd like to have as soon as possible a full case of your Paul Roger champagne to make things seem like they're normal again. And, uh, True story. Uh, the, wine, the winery sent back another note that said, we would be very honored by having our champagne of any kind uh, served over here with a man like you. And uh, yeah. But what came out was, uh, and he got the champagne, and he wrote back and he said, I think it's the best vintage uh, since the war. <laughs> you That's see the true. idea.
3: And you know what? Yeah. <laughs> this actually goes not past World War Two, but um, I'm a, you know, I well, I don't have to tell you guys. I'm a historian. I graduated with a degree in political science and history from Tulane, but I I did my thesis on Winston Churchill. It, it, this goes back to World War One, his yeah, association yeah. with Paul Roger. and uh, uh, the fact that when he got dismissed as uh, as uh, he was the uh, he was the first Lord of the Admiralty, and then after Gallipoli, he fell out of favor, and you know he actually. Volunteered as a captain of the hussars and went to the trenches, and boy, oh boy, he went back to his little dugout and he got his champagne, you know, and a couple of you know bits to eat. I guess biscuits or, or, or whatever those poor yeah. bloody guys got back then. He
1: was he but was all kind
3: of... roger. So this goes back a long, long time. It's one of my favorites, but I yeah. believe my. um I believe but that my favorite is Dom Louis Nart, R-U-I-N-A-R-T, Dom Louis Nart. It is just an incredible um, – their cuvee doesn't come out that much. And the Churchill cuvee doesn't come out that often either. Maybe once in a decade, they might have the best of the best, the first pressings they actually become a cuvee. Yeah. But it's it's because of the English, the champagne is so – um, popular and uh, it, it kind of, it, I've been to Champagne and the French winemakers, you know, they don't really. I, I guess they accept it, but they uh, they are just so thrilled that this stuff sells because what they were trying to do was keep the bubbles out of the wine. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah,
1: well, that's the way it goes. Well,
3: yeah, that's uh, you should come it on
2: goes. the show after Thanksgiving. Yeah, or I maybe even should. before Thanksgiving and let's do a champagne well, tasting because people be are gonna want to get champagnes for the
3: holidays. There is uh there's Nicolas Fouillot, which is my second favorite besides Dom Perignon. I haven't even, I even never
2: heard of that one.
3: I I you know You've that's an interesting. Well if you go to Antoine's Is is that officially the, uh, a
1: champ is that officially a champagne or is it uh I, I Nicolas seem to recall Fouyot
3: is the youngest champagne house in Champagne. It ah. was started in 1921 by a Playboy, you know, gambler, and um, it's actually quite good. That's my third favorite. Um, Nicholas Fouillat is featured at the uh, Hermes bar at Antoine's um, That's what they served with their oysters, poached. It's all ah. about World War I. This guy was a World War I vet. He was a captain in the French artillery. Nicholas Fouillat, incredible story how he got his champagne started because, you know, the Germans almost destroyed the area of champagne with the shelling and bombing and all that stuff. And uh, this little scrubber, he came up and bought a few acres, and before that he had 100 acres, and then he had like 80 hectares, you know, whatever they call it over there. So um, amazing story. Yeah, I would love to come on the show and do a champagne tasting and give your uh, listeners a little... uh,
1: and bring bring many many uh, free bottles with uh, with you. oh well, yeah right i'm I want to hear
2: about some of these unusual ones
1: yeah not, not, oh
2: these yeah are unusual ones i 've not heard of, and I would like and to and there uh, are many maybe, Marianne, in, very should, good,
3: you brought that what, up very good, you no, brought that uh-huh. up. there are some unusual sparkling wines that aren 't particularly champagnes but are quite good that come right yeah. outside the area, uh-huh. which are actually um phenomenal but they can't get the prices that real champagne does because it has to be grown in that appellation that's what they call it appellation you know the area that it's grown in but um yeah yeah we should schedule this well you know what i'm going to get on your uh no menu.com and give you my number and you guys can reach me okay All sounds right, good gregory thank so long you. i love the show bye All thank right. you bye. thanks
1: for being there it's the food show uh you that know be really interesting god what you know, uh, at our wedding reception, we I had it, yes. we had a very unusual uh, champagne. Do you remember that it wasn't officially a champagne? It was from uh, South America.
2: I don't. You don't? Yes, but I don't. That that's not something I would. And do. Uh, we
1: had uh, something like five cases of it. Uh huh. And and it was selling at that time for. And this is going to make you feel really bad. Uh, we were. It was selling at retail for about. a two dollars and fifty cents a bottle
2: wow but
1: it was terrific (laughs) and for the for the quality of the champagne uh and and believe me we went through a lot of it we also had caviar there real caviar so we weren't down you know playing it gorgeous wedding reception it's a wedding reception 260-6368 two six zero
2: six three six eight is the number. So back to the back to Hisham, Hisham so Hisham yeah. owned the building and that's how he hooked yeah. up with Emerald ISC. that's right yeah was that was that Hisham's entrance into restaurants?
1: No he was working on some other things before that he, uh, he had just almost all of his friends were uh, in one way or another uh, Lebanese. Right. Uh, or from the middle east right and uh, he knew all of these people and he was a pretty good uh uh businessman businessman and that's how he pulled together all of that but he had that building that is now nola in the french quarter right right sort of around back of the royal orleans hotel yeah and they um Uh, It was always uh, uh, just a great operation. It's
2: always been cool. I have some more questions about Hisham, but we are going to be back. Uh, You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2.
1: Uh, ba-da, 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 ba-da. Hello, it's the Food Show on 105.3 FM HD2. That's if you're trying to call us, that's where you do it. 260-6368. 260 Call right now. You'll get right in. That's a fun kind of thing to do.
2: Let's see. Not, uh, I'm you're not, not ready what? for Christmas.
1: You're not I, ready for Christmas. Yeah, Who is? The
2: first, well, I know, but they, they had this uh, spot just now about the Running of the Santas and it had Christmas music behind it and I'm just I'm not ready.
1: Just hear those sleigh bells ringling ting ting tingling. I'm ding, not ready. Too. It's not
2: Halloween yet. Come
1: on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside
2: the. Okay, so um, <laughs> so Nola was doing fish, grilled wood fish on a siding plank from Home Depot which was kind of their big thing. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was all the rage back in that time. That was like the early 90s, I guess, when it first opened. Um, but Hisham is Biblos also, right?
1: He's got Biblos. And Camellia the, uh, Grill. The, the, uh, Camellia Grill and also, well, I don't think it's there anymore, but the place that was just called simply The Grill, and it was kind of a copy of the, of the Camellia Grill, didn't really take off for some reason. Well, I, I know, know. the I reason, was,
2: but I'm not going to Well, gonna say. I was doing the commercials for him, but that wasn't <laughs> And it. I kept wondering why. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I kept wondering, why are you doing that? Anyway. I don't um, know. So uh, he, he's got the Camellia Girls. He's got Biblos. And this was where he started. Did he start in the restaurant business? At Nola?
1: No, uh, he had been in the business for quite a while. In the and, restaurant
2: in, business or the yeah. real estate business?
1: No, uh, both really. I used to run into him all the time over at uh, the 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 other one you just mentioned a few a few seconds. Because
2: before. Nola predates Nola predates both um, yeah both Biblos and um and it didn't predate the Camellia Grill, but it predated his association with the Camellia Grill, yeah. didn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. A, it was. A, he had I mean, been doing it for a the grill at while. that
2: time was still owned by the family that started it, right? Uh,
1: I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm caught up on your your comment. timeline
2: here. Okay. Anyway, but, um, I was just wondering because it seemed to me that uh, that Sham is a uh, 21st century uh, name in the restaurant business, and um, and I'm surprised to hear that he was affiliated with NOLA.
1: Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's the story. And in fact, it goes back a little bit farther than that. There was a, a restaurant operating yet again in that same three-story building. Uh, well, that, that was Spunto? Spunto is exactly right. Well, uh, that was
2: Spunto started the restaurant in that space, right? That was the first restaurant that. I think so. Space. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Part of that's right. That was right. probably somebody's yeah. house or something.
1: Uh, yeah, and it was the. Uh, the nephew, uh, no, no, they were cousins. Uh, Chef Andrea yeah. and, uh, the and,
2: and the De and the De family.
1: Yeah. Why yeah. the th- the things that we get involved with? Uh, it's it's amazing. It's like oh,
2: you're, it's, you've you've got forty five years worth of obsessing about Of New making things up. Yeah, sure. That's. In <laughs> Anyway, uh, so that's uh, that's the anniversary. Today is the anniversary of Nola. Its birthday yeah. is today.
1: Yeah. Not to be confused with any of the many things that have that word Nola Orleans, in them.
2: Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Apple Day in England. Tom, that is fascinating about the apples and how if you take apple seeds, you'll get yeah. different apples. Yeah. That's true. I'm gonna have to do that experiment with the with the little boys.
1: Okay, you'll uh, well. Let's see where they live. I think you probably will have no trouble uh, growing uh, apples up there. Uh, down here, it, they they don't. It's
2: they, too wet, isn't it?
1: It's uh, no. The uh, it has to do with needing a certain uh, length of cold every year at uh, in the fall. I think is when it happens, well, and as autumn and the, the having the, the cold weather come through with the uh, apples that's what triggers off well, why the, uh, do you say
2: california would be a good place that's not cold uh
1: well no it isn't but it's drier i guess and and the, actually the uh the uh what what's this word in the on.
2: morning there huh it's cold in the morning there.
1: cold in the morning yeah and it's also the same level of uh of uh, Something. position on them on the map oh, okay uh but it's true and that's uh, how you get many different kinds of apples by just uh, picking different kinds of uh just they could be almost nothing you, know, you throw them in there and and they and away they go
2: uh you have uh this is your whole um uh almanac today is pretty much about apples it is yeah which is not something i'm into but uh, i am kind of the same one kind of curious about it
1: number 21 um, you
2: talk about yeah you talk about um wine sap what is wine sap
1: wine sap is just a a, a word that designates one species of of uh apple
2: and it's a dark, it's, dark apple? I don't remember. I
1: you You know, we we have so few apples down here other than the ones we buy in the store that you, you don't really keep up with it. I, I don't say that I do. I
2: wonder I, how many varieties of apples there
1: lots, are. Lots. Many, many, many. I remember uh, reading a book of, uh, on that subject uh, some years ago, and it was a whole lot more than I thought there would be.
2: Your deaf dining rule is that you should always order made in-house apple pie if you see it on a dessert menu. Yeah. It's it's becoming rare. Is that true? Because I would imagine that apple pies are kind of anywhere you would find pies.
1: Uh, anywhere you find apples, too. I think that's pretty critical because uh, you can open up a can, it's just not as good.
2: And I have I have said it before, and I'll say it again. I say don't, it again. I don't get the slice of cheddar cheese on apple pie. Oh, isn't that ridiculous? So if you are into apple pie, uh, call us, 260 Are you a dollop of vanilla ice cream on your apple pie kind of person? Or are you a slice of cheddar cheese on your apple pie yeah, kind of person? and and or if, the third option is like me—you're not an apple pie kind of person at all.
1: If you uh, if you actually did have melting cheese on top of a uh, of an apple a, a baked apple a slice of apple,
2: it isn't melting, uh, yeah. is it? It's always kind of a cold. It's like I, my, I've never seen it melt.
1: My recollection is that they do, but that. That it's it, melted uh, well I may I've be never wrong seen I, it melted Now that you're telling me okay, about it I, I don't know if I've ever actually seen that but it sounds familiar to me.
2: No whenever you see apple pie with a slice of cheese on it it's like the slice of cheese is cold or room temperature put on a cold or room temperature slice of pie there is no melting that occurs at least none that I've ever seen. If I may uh,
4: interject here just a moment uh, let me tell you that according to the LSU Ag Center there are 3 apple varieties that grow well down here only 3 really? yes oh, there is the nothing. dorset gold the molly delicious and the anna apples now these mm. apples have to grow during the cold period which is which we don't have a whole lot of
1: There's the problem, right. Uh Cherries, too. The
4: the red delicious, the Granny Smiths, and the golden delicious apples, which we are probably most uh, you see in the stores, are northern apples. That's cool. Secondly, why would you want to adulterate a wonderful apple pie with anything but just heat?
1: Yeah, I've always thought that that was weird at best and really what, the crazy cheese or a la the cheese? mode because everything no everything just better, apple pie
4: warm. warm come on a- you know pie. warm apple pie is 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 delicious on the tongue and then you put the cheese on it and you do that because the apple pie is not that good you put the ice cream on it because the apple it's pie added. is not that good and you have to have something else to cover yeah. your mistake
1: well, uh, uh, my main mistake with this uh, goes back to W. F. W. Woolworth. I think yeah, that was them. And they, uh, in their, their uh, counter, counter, and uh, all the other things, you know, hamburgers and French fries and all that that they serve there. Uh, they also had the apple pie with the cheese on top. I, I remember it, and I remember hating it from the get go. And uh, it, it just, just makes. No sense, no but sense. It, do you remember that it was Woolworths where most people saw that?
2: Well, I never went to Woolworths, so. Ah,
1: well, you didn't miss anything. So
2: I don't know. I think it was before my time. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. So we're asking the question, and Doug has weighed in, although I'm not sure which choice that would qualify you for, Doug. But uh, if you are an apple pie kind of person, is it a la mode, the scoop of vanilla ice cream that you prefer, or a slice of uh, cheddar cheese, or as Doug is saying, just by itself. I contend, Doug, uh, that everything is made a little better with a scoop of ice cream.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it uh, certainly seems to be better.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't eat apple pie. I'm sure there are – I'm trying to think of other pies that would be made better with a scoop of ice cream. How about but a honestly, pie? No. Everybody's Honest, waiting. Honestly, I, uh, I don't know that you would put a slice of – oh, pecan pie. You put a slice of ice cream on pecan pie. Beautiful. Not a slice, but a scoop of ice cream on pecan pie. I'm trying to think of other pies where it would be appropriate to put a scoop of ice cream. Uh, you wouldn't do it on a banana pie. You wouldn't do it on a chocolate no. cream pie. You wouldn't do it on any cream pie.
1: Well, cream pies are interesting. Um You'd if have you, to do
2: it on like a pastry crust pie, go if, ahead. What? If you ever
1: have the opportunity, and without hurting anybody, uh, it's really fun to throw oh, a, Tom, a, a pie in to somebody. Tom,
2: do this again? No, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not oh, fun. It's a joke. It was it's not the whole fun, thing. It's not a joke.
1: It was. Uh, it was whipped cream. It wasn't whipped cream. Yes, it I was, heard this. We
2: heard this. Sh-
1: it was from uh, your your shaving cream. Shaving cream. Yeah. And nobody got hurt, but it was uh, really... A- how do
2: you know? Maybe the person that got it in their face is still in therapy over it. How
1: no, I know? I know him, and he's okay.
2: 260 <laughs> is the number. We are talking about apple pies <laughs> yep. and, uh, and how you like your apple pie, because today is National...
1: Apple Pie Eng- Day? No, it's
2: English Apple Pie. English
1: <laughs> Apple Pie.
2: Or English Apple Day. That's what it is. And... Uh, There's an extensive – it's Apple Day in England. That's what it is. Um, And you were talking about all the many different kinds of apples. And I am absolutely determined to plant a couple of seeds from the same apple as an experiment and see what happens.
1: I hope you live long enough to make anything of that because you're going to have a long period in there where it ain't going to be doing much of anything.
2: Mm. Well, I hope I live long enough, too. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. We'll be back.
1: Yep. Do, 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 bop, 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 bop. Hello, it's the Food Show on 105.3 FM HD2. My name is Tom. <laughs> would, would you look that up for me, please? Tom, you know, I forget things. Uh. Th- these, this thumb. Mm. <laughs> Did
2: serious. you know that some
1: kids have, have crooked teeth because they've been sucking on their thumbs too long?
2: Uh, no, I didn't know it's, that.
1: That's really true. I mean, a doctor told me that, so I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm actually... fascinating.
2: Okay, it's I'm the, the food show. Fitzmaurice. I'm Tom. Fitzmaurice. It's Mary
1: Ann Fitzmaurice is also here.
2: Yeah, you know, Tom, I'm yeah. sort of starting to suspect yeah. that today's almanac is um, one that was confused with another day because it's very similar to one that we've done recently. But I'm going to go with it anyway because we didn't properly explore this one topic and uh today we'll go ahead and do that today right. is the birthday of william mitchell who was a food chemist working for general foods and he created some of the most successful products in food marketing history wait, wait, i bet
1: i know wait i bet i can i take a guess i have no idea what this where this is going
2: no you can't take it out no go I, ahead
1: i can't i'm gonna say tang came out of that
2: tang that's the first one. Oh, he i did. got one right Tang. Pretty good. Does anybody remember Tang? That was nasty stuff. That's kind of like the Kraft orange powder for cheese, which I don't want to get back into. But Tang was one of his inventions. Also, Pop Rocks, which (laughs) I don't know that I've ever eaten.
1: How would you like to be in orbit like the astronauts often are? And spinning out there in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden, one of those pop things go off.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You've got to re, uh, re, go the dress most, yourself again. The,
2: the one that you mentioned in here that is most um, familiar to me uh, was Cool Whip. Cool Whip. And Cool Whip was a really popular thing many years ago. Now I think people have gone back. Who's go, Who's on the phone?
1: Allie. 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 Yeah.
2: Let's talk to Allie. Hello. Oh, well,
1: let's, let, let's finish. Allie, hang on well, a second. Well, I was just going to throw out how do people yeah. feel about have Cool one Whip. Is anyone still eating Cool to,
2: Whip? Wait, cool what? Whip. what, what, what I was just going to ask if anyone is still eating Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, 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 uh before. I can before, weigh in
2: on that, too. Oh, oh,
5: weigh in on that.
1: Okay, weigh <laughs> in okay, on well, it. Okay,
2: well.
5: All right, hold on. I got some for you guys. Allie is. Hey, guys. What are we it's, listening to right now?
1: It's Miss Oyster. The,
5: the food show. I don't the know. The food show. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi kids. It's the kooky oyster hi, lady. Guys. Hi,
2: guys. Hi. It's
5: the kooky oyster lady. My girl. name is Kale, Patin, the, <gasps> That's going to be good. I don't know what's coming out of problem. their mouths next. but So I, I used to eat cool whips. But yeah. now I'm a homemade whipped cream maker mm-hmm. myself because there's nothing like it. Yeah, there's of course. Nothing like it. Right. And I actually prefer that with my apple pie, which I don't know if you all threw out. No, we, oh, did. Yeah, we, all we did not throw that out. No. So I prefer that with my apple pie. And Mm -hmm. I have two favorite apples for my apple pie. One more expensive, which just got more expensive in the last five years, and one lesser expensive. Um, Have you all ever eaten Honeycrisp apples?
2: It's a favorite of the grandkids. I know that.
5: It is. Okay, you you hear what's going on in the back. Honeycrisp is my favorite, though it's gotten really expensive in the last five years, and it comes out of California. Mm-hmm. And then the lesser expensive one that I love to cook with is um, jazz apples, which what is it? Um, I think come out of jazz huh. jazz okay. Jazz.
0: and they come out of
5: Washington hmm. And they're both both really great to cook apple pie with. Um, yeah. but the honey crisp ones are like literally I'm not kidding four four dollars a pound. Uh-huh. They're insanely expensive, but they're my wow. favorite apples to cook pie with.
1: Wow! What do you and do when you can't use, get them?
5: I use the Jazz apples. Well, oh. think about
2: it: four dollars a pound. You're probably talking about four apples, right? Or five apples, right? Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. And it take big. more than that to make a pie.
5: No, that's that's sufficient. But like, I eat my kids eat apples regularly. So you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and the um jazz apples are a dollar fifty a pound. Oh, that's really. a steal! That's kind of difference uh, we're talking about. It's, wow. a, it's a steal. It's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Obviously, you know, okay, it's getting crazy over here. When can you when all hear them fighting in the background? Little, we used to have
2: this thing called platter, and I would I would cut apples and put it on a platter, and then I would cut cheese. So I guess it was sort of
5: like an apple pie with cheese on the hoof.
1: Hmm.
5: Oh, that's the best way to eat apples, I feel like, is with a cheese. But if you're going to eat apple pie, it's with whipped cream, homemade whipped cream.
2: Yeah. Yeah, have you ever eaten it with a cheddar cheese on it?
5: Uh, Not apple pie, I have not, but I eat kind of like what we call on Sundays, we do sometimes it's called a pick plate, where it's literally whatever is in the refrigerator gets cut up and put on a plate. Yeah. And we call it a pick plate.
2: Yeah. Hmm. It's a great way to eat. I mean, it's not, Lord knows it's better than some of the stuff we
5: were talking about last week out of the box, you know? No, oh, I, yeah, I yeah, and I mean it's an easy way to use up on Sunday whatever's left in the yeah. in the refrigerator or the pantry before you have gone grocery shopping for the week. Right. Absolutely. What, what,
1: are, what are these called? That uh, you know, at the beginning when you started talking about this, the,
5: the expensive apples are Honeycrisp, and I'm pretty honey sure they crisp. come out of California, and they're are they four, They're like four dollars a pound.
1: Well, I I, I but seem to recall. The seem really called...
5: apples are less expensive. <laughs>
1: I I recall this uh, coming up that uh, the containers that they're shipped in are these plastics, almost see-through kind of jobs, but they were so uh, well built that uh, people would buy them all the time just to get the container. I'm serious.
2: (laughs) Well, I would do that. That sounds like something I would do. I would do that. I mean, you you can
5: reuse those things.
2: Yeah, you can. Allie, I know that you are let's let's get, take a chance to promote you on Friday. Allie will be in my chair on Friday. And you have a guest, don't you?
5: Tom, I have a surprise for you. You're gonna love him. A surprise okay, don't don't guest tell him me. who it is. But is your guest on at three o'clock or four o'clock? Uh I think he's coming at three thirty. Okay. He could right. you All know time. be in the studio and around by then, but Tom, you're gonna love him. And he's okay, a surprise yes. just for you.
2: You will uh-huh. love it, Tom. All right. I can't wait.
5: Okay, Kooky
2: Oyster Broad, thank you for calling. Oyster Broad? <laughs> I'll talk to you later. I mean, have so much fun with that. See ya. Two six zero six three six eight is the number we are talking about as usual. Not much of anything, but it all is connected by the fact that it is food. So we were starting to talk before Allie called about the inventions uh, of William Mitchell. Let's go to Alan, and then we'll come back. Allie Hi, and Alan.
6: then Alan? Mm-hmm. That yeah. must have been arranged. Hi, Hi there. Welcome Hi there, to Father. the food show. Hi there. Hi. Thank, thank you so much. Um, thank you. You know, on the subject of apples and um, Allie, I have to be careful not not to uh, repeat what Gregory uh, called her because um, uh, the uh, the kooky oyster, uh, didn't he say cookie oyster Gal? cookie
2: oyster broad mm-hmm.
6: broad i'm like okay <laughs> anyways uh she's she's a, a 100% correct when i first moved up here to seattle i lost about 20 pounds immediately because um i started eating the apples that that you get up here uh, you can eat a different kind of apple every day of the week um, i can
1: believe that and potatoes I, too
6: Yep, yeah, but but the honeycrisp that she's talking about um here you get them about you can get them for a dollar a pound. I mean mm. they grow them up here. There's also the jazz uh, jazz apples, uh red delicious, rome, I mean you name it. But but some of the more obscure ones and and, and they're not coming to mind. Uh oh, Ambrosia maybe. Mm-hmm. But just mm. I mean it's it's amazing the different kinds of apples. Now I've sort of calmed down on them and, and gone back to eating junk food a little bit more, um, but some of these apples, I'm, I'm telling you, they're so sweet and they, you really make a great pie out of it. I, I, I was going to say the uh, oh, I, I was going to add, I like ice cream on a pumpkin with a pumpkin pie. Oh,
2: uh, yeah, you could do that.
1: Everybody yeah. seems to love that this year and for the last several years, for some reason I don't know why.
6: Now, well, it's kind knows. of a
2: spicy pie, and then yeah. ice cream is sweet, so it's probably like a good contrast.
6: Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I didn't call, really, to talk about pies or apples. It was just that uh, when... You never know what you're
1: going to find pie. on the food show.
2: So what did
6: you, you know, call
1: I,
2: to talk about?
6: Well, uh, quickly, I was going to add that sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between sweet potato pie and a pumpkin pie. Mm, um, yeah. but Okay. No, I call because when I left Andrea's, I, uh, I started school to, to, to work on my, um, my degree for uh, being a uh, elementary school teacher. And I worked part-time for a Greek family. Um, they had a restaurant on Metairie Road called Zisses. Called what? Do you remember that? Zisses Greek Restaurant. Yeah, it was yeah. spelled Z I S.
1: Yeah, it was on Metairie Road, uh, a little bit past Bonneville. And uh, they had a series of uh, owners and chefs over the years, uh, and that's why they're not around anymore, although there were quite a few chefs and owners who uh, were really on the ball and did a great job. And uh, they they particularly had this great Greek uh, appetizer that they made using – Greek caviar is what it amounted to, but it was, it was a great little store. I always liked going there.
6: Uh, you're right, Tom. Uh, uh, well, mostly right. Actually, uh, it was, this al- was always owned by the same owner. It, uh, uh, mistress yeah. Passed away and, um, Oh, I forget uh, her name. You know, they, they, they adopt. Yeah. I was already in my forties then, hmm. uh, but they treated me like family, like they adopted me. And, um, uh, the oldest son was a manager, and on days he he was busy i would i would manage uh i, I loved working for the Zi family but it, yeah, it was always owned by the Zi
1: family oh, okay uh, but, My mistake
6: but they but but well tom they they did have a variety of chefs, one being and then fortunately, when I started, she left and that was um, um I know Allison
1: who you're talking Vega. about i can 't remember her name either
6: Allison Vega. Vega.
1: Oh. Ah. Yeah, she's still around. She's still uh running restaurants.
6: Okay. She's Is that, yeah. She's yeah. Terrific. Is, that the
1: place,
2: is that in the place that became Tapa Vegas, Vega Tapas?
6: Yes. Okay. Yes. So okay. exactly, which brings me to, yeah, that's why I was thinking when I read um Marianne the uh, your article about Tapas. And you said uh, Tapas comes to New Orleans. Well, actually it came uh I want to say And then it went away. <laughs> In late '90s, exactly, Tom. Exactly, and and I think Allison uh, had a lot to do with the uh, the first, if not the yeah the you know, the first and the only tapas uh, restaurant at that time.
1: Yeah, it was um, great.
6: It was very good. I can't remember where. Oh, Vega was also, Vegas was also on Metairie Road, I think. Um, well, is and, that and in course, the same you,
2: space that was the Greek place? <laughs>
6: No, it was it well, it might have been a, a, like a shopping center strip that um oh goodness, was it's this still was, there this was, uh yeah but but I mean this is um had its own spot while uh, Allison opened up um Vegas with uh I think her at that time fiance or boyfriend true
2: yeah but,
6: uh-huh. oh goodness but but um and Allison well, vegas so where is she? Do you know where uh, where I she know exactly. is now?
1: Yeah, she and her husband uh, are running a restaurant called uh, uh, Station Pump Six. Station, yeah, Station Six, and it looks like a place you'd go to get a, a big batch of uh, boiled crawfish or something. But From the outside, it might have looked like that. From the inside, it was a lot nicer, but very, very casual. And into big time, really, really great seafood, Pompano. Uh, And then I think they even have... uh, um,
2: It's really great. She, She and her husband closed Vega Tapas and moved to the Caribbean. Where he was working in some official kind of capacity in Antigua. Remember. Oh. And they they lived there for eight years before returning here, and opening Station Six.
1: Oh, yeah. I see. It's, it's worth going over there. Make a reservation, though; it is hard to get in sometimes. And
2: every every year they have a Caribbean festival. That goes on for about six weeks, maybe, and they highlight the food of a particular island because he worked all around the islands. And um, uh, and they highlight a food of the particular island, and the portions of the money goes to a coastal restoration project there.
6: Uh, well, now we well, know. That's like coastal great
2: restoration to hear that- reefs. To restoring but, reefs there.
6: Well, she was extremely talented and and she, she is, really
2: yeah.
6: uh, had a lot, you know a lot to do with the, the success of Ziss's and, restaurant and, at the time.
1: And uh, if her husband hadn't been there all the time, I would say at this point she was a honey, and still oh, is. Oh, she, she's yeah. a, no really she's a fantastic yeah. chef and also just a, a really you. beautiful lady. She so, uh, is
6: and huh? very sweet, very sweet. And, and like I say, I only worked a few days, and then uh, she took off and uh, for for bigger and better things, well, opening up your own place. So, but yeah. and back as this is, you know, since then, I don't think, and I know that New Orleans used to have a lot of just, I mean, solely Greek. I'm uh, not just Mediterranean slash. Uh, you know where you have this blend of um, kind of middle eastern food this was entirely greek even uh, grandma you know they called her yaya i think that's Greek. yeah Yaya. Yeah, yeah. uh, yep she that's was in the, it. she was in the kitchen there and and man you you didn't play when she was back there running the register she kept an eye on everything
1: you uh, know the, that, what, what what you just said there explains why we have very few greek restaurants in this city even though we have a, a Greek uh, church. As a matter of fact, it's a cathedral, and yes. uh, and a lot of money went into its building over on St. Charles. Not uh, not St. Charles. Um, uh, on, the bayou, on, right? on the Bayou, right? On the Bayou and Bayou St. John. Saint, Saint,
6: Saint, well, in it, as far as I know, it's yeah you know, it's like the Greek. The Greek festival, which is the Greek festival, yeah,
1: every year, which is a great event.
2: So why do you think there isn't as much?
1: And the the reason is that the reason we don't have very many restaurants with uh, Greek food is that uh, if most people who want to eat Greek cooking, they go to their uh, yaya, yaya, and and she (laughs) makes it. And even if you do it your your own way. Uh, you're going to wind up the and especially your better. yeah. This, is, wow, this isn't quite as good as what Yaya makes, mm-hmm. and so they yes. don't get any Greek restaurants. And uh, but the ones that that do penetrate it are pretty good.
6: Yeah, it, even up here in Seattle, there, there are these blend of you know Middle Eastern uh, restaurants, and they'll have a Greek salad or they'll have something else uh, you know, that's Greek, moussaka or something, but it's not a hundred percent. It's not a soul. Greek restaurant. It is hard to find. And and Tom, when you mentioned that that caviar kind of a dip that you eat with pita bread, it's a, uh-huh. a horiataki. It's called horiataki. It's, it's, right. Um,
1: yep. That's uh, right. I haven't heard that word in a long time.
6: Oh gosh, I could just just sit down and eat that. and Nothing else. It's so good. You, Why you not? Have, you know who
2: has uh, a chain of of Greek restaurants? Um, the chef Kat Kora do you know her? I don't. Yeah, and I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember the name of the restaurant, but I really liked it. Um, I'll have to look and see. I, I'll I'll talk about it in a little bit.
6: Do you remember a little Greek? I think it was called Mister Euros, maybe. Uh, it was yeah. On Causeway, right there on uh-huh. Causeway. I think they were pretty. I think they were Greek too, but this was going back. Didn't yeah, last even long. before this is. Hmm. I
1: thought
2: it lasted a pretty good while. It didn't last very long.
1: No, and there was another one that a lot of people were crossing town to go to Slidell, of all places, to the shopping mall over there where they had a Greek restaurant there with the gyro and all of that stuff. Uh And uh, it it showed that it could be done, but it didn't show it very well. What's the
2: difference in a gyro and a a shawarma or donor?
1: Well, a donor and a a kebab or a... um, What was the first one you said? Well,
2: a gyro is made of meats carved off a donor, right? Right.
1: That's pretty much true. Yeah, Yeah.
2: okay. And
1: And It's in
2: a pita, right? It's in a pita. Pita, yeah.
1: Yeah, Pita is the bread. So
2: you carve it off the donor, you put it in a pita, you put some yogurt dressing and a bunch of other vegetables, and voila, that's a gyro,
6: right? More or less, yeah. Yeah, and a shawarma shawarma can be made with chicken. I know that I've had chicken shawarmas. Uh, so it, okay. it it isn't necessarily made with the yiddo meat
1: yeah the gyros e- were, were, were yeah. always turning it was a like a a uh, what's the what's the word
2: it's for a word? lovely you know, sight to see the glistening meats turning on the yeah. spit and then when they start you know, carving them it's so tender
6: miss is miss called that she she said alan this is really like like greek spam it's a combination <laughs> of lamb <laughs> pork
1: oh and boy beef. Oh, well, I want to try me some of that.
6: <laughs> it's not exactly like, you know, just a, a, a big chunk of lamb. It's, it's pressed meat, and it is delicious. Mm. It's quite good, but um, it is. It's kind of like the spam of Greek yeah, it, uh, meat.
2: It, it doesn't come across that way. It's not processed. It's yeah. like all natural and just grilled together, and then it falls together.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, there's, anyway. there's nothing there, right, as far as I know. None of that uh, preservatives and other yeah. stuff that yeah, you get in it. All right, Alan. But thanks yeah. for we are calling. up
2: against the top of the hour. Thank you for calling. All
6: right, All right great talking to you.
1: Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Boy, we have covered some ground I mean, today, we huh? We always and, do. And uh, instead of a lot of uh, unknowns, we actually got answers on most things. So yeah. I'm very uh, pleased. You see, I think this show just keeps getting better all the time. I'm not uh, j- just exaggerating. If I had a webcam,
2: I'd be looking at Doug, who's rolling his eyes. Two six zero six three six eight. we can talk to you again after the top of the hour. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2.
6: Mm-hmm.